0: Aloha beautiful people, I'm your host Sarah Fletcher and you're listening to The Mermaid Medium. Come journey with me as we dive deep weekly into topics of spirituality and self development with a stellar cast of guest speakers who are highly acclaimed in their fields of expertise. You're listening to The Mermaid Medium. I take this time to pay our respect to elders past, present, and the ones that are yet to come on all of the lands upon which we stand, work and play. We pay our respect to the ones who have cared for this land and held all of the wisdom and knowledge that is sacred to all of the people of this land, the First Nations people. Aloha, beautiful people, and welcome to The Mermaid Medium. You are with Sarah Fletcher, and this is episode eight. So today we're going to have a fabulous interview with Cassie Maynard, and I can't wait to share that one with you today, and all of the regular bits and pieces that, of course, we have in The Mermaid Medium podcast. And the thought for the week that I wanted to share on this morning was about us so needing to radiantly shine our light and even bring a lot of consciousness to that light. Now, why I am wanting to bring this up particularly this week is because I feel like my sensory channels have been bombarded with um through through media and images and and just collective consciousness. Um, a lot of the heaviness and happenings of the state of human beings and how other human beings are treating other human beings on Earth. And, look, I'm talking to a very extreme extent here. Things that you may have heard collectively lately and in the media and on the news about, yeah, the treatment of, of human beings. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for us all to bring consciousness into the way in which we even hold space and visualize the light coming into the earth and the reason I bring this up is because there are always forces at work there's positive and negative forces at work in the sphere and yeah the energies I suppose Look, I don't want to call it good and evil, but some things are good and some things are evil. And when we bring consciousness and awareness to everything that we do and as much as what we can think, and this is not to suppress anything that comes up for us, this is not to ignore the shadow. I'm not suggesting that. I am suggesting that a meditation or a plug-in or a connection or a conversation to spirit, to your highest team, to your highest self. And daily practice does support this um, to make it really regular and rhythmic. These are things that we can do that are quite simple each day that assist in elevating the vibration of the collective consciousness. And why this is so necessary is because there are so many tragic unspeakable things that happen to humans of all ages from birth to death and everything in between and it is our it is our job it is our job as citizens of the earth to do what we can when we can and so the invitation here Is that we might plug in, especially if we are trying to work consciously, that we might plug in daily and really collect and cultivate that light and visualize bringing it down on earth and visualize expanding it out. And I'm not suggesting that this is the only way in which we can help to shift collective consciousness and, you know, um, and expose people that need to be exposed in, in society. But this is one of the ways that we can work from afar towards it. We have incredible people in the, the field of, of all fields, actually, that work very hard tirelessly day and night to bring awareness to things that need light shed. And so some of us can't do that in our work field, Because whatever reason comes up, maybe we can't. But we can all send a thought. We can all cultivate light. We can all speak and act as consciously as possible. So, yeah, that's the big thing that's been weighing heavy on my heart this week. And I really, really felt like I needed to share it. Because even if it sparks a light for one or two or 100 or a 1, thousand of you out there,
1: it is worth it.
0: Today, I'm going to kick it all off with our collective card reading. Now, this is a very interesting one today, folks, because I was like, I always use Radley Valentine's beautiful deck of tarot cards, the Angel Messages one, which, you know, I connect with so strongly. But I thought, oh, I'm going to bust it out and I'm going to use the Rider Waite Tarot. So I pulled three cards. Then I thought, hmm, I'm going to just see what Rachel Jean's The Wandering Moon Tarot say. So I pulled three cards. Then I went back to Old Faithful, which is Radley Valentine, and I pulled three cards. (laughs) So here I've got nine cards sitting in front of me and you cannot make this stuff up. And I'll tell you why. Because when I pulled... The first three that I pulled from the Rider Waite Tarot, we've got the Lovers, Judgment, and King of Swords, which I'll go into these. The next three I pulled from Rachel Jean's The Wandering Moon Tarot, and we've got Page of Wands, The Hierophant, and Eight of Wands. Then, the next three cards which I pulled from Radley Valentine's, we have Page of Fire, which is essentially Page of Wands, same first card as Rachel Jean's. We have the Wheel. And we have 8 of Fire, which is essentially 8 of Wands. Same card that I pulled in the same placement as Rachel Jeans. So, we've got Page of Wands and 8 of Wands pulled twice out of two different decks. What are the odds, people? 70-something cards we've got over three decks... So times that by three, and then out of nine cards, two pairs are the same. What are the odds? Can I get a stati- statistician? Is that how I say it? Statistician? Statistician? <laughs> Can I get a statistics person to to give me the odds on that? I could probably work it out. I'm pretty pretty limited with my maths. I must say. Okay, I'm I'm chattering. So. This is the way I'm going to read it. The lovers in relation to the whole picture. The lovers card, it's not just about the coming together and the passion that can be had with another. But I'm really seeing this card as a deep self-love piece right now. This is a deep reverence, a deep reflection, a deep calling back home. Any and all parts of yourself that you have left lost or had given away along the way. Now these two people, male, female, both. I'm going to talk about the male, the masculine and feminine polarity that exists within us all. Okay. We are a whole balanced piece or picture. We have masculine, we have feminine within us all. This is about reclaiming and bringing into balance, bringing into check and awareness those parts of ourself. So we're going to love on ourselves in this way. And how do we do that? We can start simply by looking at the ways in which we might be over-asserting our masculine energy or over-asserting our feminine energy. And we need to bring that subtle balance back in So that we ourselves are much more comfortable in our own experience of life. And of course that ripples out to the others around us. And it ripples out further still. The next card is the judgment card. Now this card is really, really beautiful and fascinating to me, especially today. And this card, the picture in the Rider Waite Tarot if you've seen it, you may have, you may have not. It's a it's an archangel which is heralding a trumpet over all of the people of the earth and they're coming out of of these boxes. They're they're coming out, men, women, children, and they're exalting, their arms are raised to this angel, and they're lifting up. And I really see this as we are in such an incredible time on earth. And really right now, we're in pivotal times we can either rise to the occasion and come out of our boxes or we can just close the lid and pretend it never happened so the question is which which experience are you choosing which way are you going to do if this was a choose your own adventure which which way are you going to go I don't have to go deeper into that card right now. I could do like lots of layers of the judgment card. I'm just going to keep it there. Now that's followed by the King of Swords. Now the King of Swords in the Rider Waite Tarot is the picture of a king sitting on a throne, which is very ornate and elaborately decorated. And he holds his sword very victoriously looking. He also sits in amongst nature. There's two beautiful birds in the background flying high. Now, this king is really, King of Swords is about a transformation piece. So following the judgment card where I'm saying, are you going to expand or contract? Are you going to come out or go back in? Following that card, the King of Swords is quite spectacular because this is very much about coming into alignment with your integrity swords is about crystal clear truth it's also about an element of possible division between self and something else so how do we bring in that clearest version of ourself and the king of swords has integrity truth vision foresight And did I say integrity? I think I did. Okay, so then following that, we're going to the other deck, Rachel Jeans, The Wandering Moon, and we've got Page of Wands. Now, this is about beautiful growth. And again, it's another transformation card. It really is beautiful growth that comes from, and it's about the flexibility that is able to grow around rigid forms, rigid thoughts or original thought forms, and what can grow from this place if we allow ourselves to expand? Where is the magic allowed to become alive if we allow it the chance? The Hierophant comes next. This is a mastery card. This is about... It's like a holy trinity card, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, sun, moon, stars. Like it's a holy trinity card. So this is about integrating all of the greater aspects and the cosmic nature within us. We are that. It's like the micro macrocosm. We are in that, and that is in us. We are not apart or separate. This is a coming together, and it sits directly under judgment. Directly under it's almost like I'm going to say, of course, we've always got a choice, but it's like this whole spread points to we cannot help but expand and grow and shift. Like this is what's happening, whether we like it or not. <laughs> so get ready for the ride. Now, this is followed by the eight of wands, and this literally says get ready for the ride. This is about very quick action. So the image is the bow and arrow, um, and it's like as soon as you pull that trigger, as soon as you ready, get ready to, to let loose, let the arrow loose, you better be ready because it comes back just as quickly as you've let it go. So it's like, okay, ready, set on your marks, Get set, go. It's like that. Now, this is followed by next deck, Radley Valentine's Page of Fire, which again, I said, it's the same card as the Page of Wands. So creative, enthusiastic, motivated, allowing growth and expansion, allowing golden opportunities to drop in, allowing the soul to speak to you. This is followed by The Wheel, Luck, progress, change. It's a karma card as well. So in a very realistic sense, I would say get ready for the souls that are coming back. Get ready for the karmic connections that are needed. Get ready for the children that are coming to this earth to really shake it up. If we if we thought we were shaken up already, like just you better you better get ready for what's gonna come. That's the next one followed by the eight of fire which again as I said it's the same as eight of wands ready set on your marks get set go the arrow is about to point shoot release and get ready for it to come back speed activity and multitasking this whole spread of nine cards is such a higher elevated spread it's it's really quite something I really have to stress this it's quite a unique spread especially considering I've used three different decks it's it blows my mind this work never ceases to blow my mind in the best possible way okay so I hope you've taken something from that that's useful take the best leave the rest that's what I say all right. Are you seeking spiritual and well-being guidance? Join us for a special night of Spirit Being Connections on Saturday, August 19. Hosted by Australian Spiritual and Well-Being Events from 7 to 10 p.m., witness the magic of seven highly gifted psychics, mediums, and mystics who will connect you with the spirit world. Tickets are just $45 at the door and include free entry into the Mind Body Soul Festival the following day at Beresville Bowling Club on Sunday, 20th of August from 10am to 5pm. Tickets for the festival are just $10 and you go into the draw for the mega lucky door prize. The festival features a reading room for psychic readings and over 16 exhibitors showcasing all things metaphysical from crystals to clothes, cards to clairvoyance, healing hands to holistic health and a day full of motivational speakers, platform demonstrations and sound healing experiences all for free. Don't miss this opportunity to connect with the divine and explore the world of spirituality and well-being. Go to Australian Spiritual Events on Facebook to get your tickets. Now today on the show folks we have the fabulous Cassie Maynard and I'm so excited to get to share Cassie with you here today. I probably say this again in what is about to be told but she is such an extraordinary human being. Um, if you if you can get the chance to connect with Cassie and work with her in any capacity I strongly highly recommend it it will change your life for the better. Aloha Cass. Hello <laughs> <laughs> here we are so today folks we have the beautiful delicious divine exceptional Cassie Maynard she is a cacao ceremonialist a movement and embodiment coach and an energy healer and I am I met Cass actually online through um, mutual friends, people we work with, and, and I got to sit some of Cassie's incredible cacao ceremonies. And I can't tell you how much that has impacted me. Um, I never knew what to expect. So today I want to share Cassie with you all and, and have her share all about her journey. So I think I just hand it over to you, Cass, to start where you want to start.
1: To start where I want to start? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Should we start with how I got into ceremonies? Because I guess that's a big piece of my journey. And working with the medicine of cacao that I am deeply, deeply connected with now. uh, I started working with it when my mum was sick so she felt sick with cancer and i was sitting in ceremony with a friend who is a ceremonialist as well and it was just the most deeply healing experience that i i kind of connected to during that period and it felt just really cacao as the medicine being so nourishing and supportive like coming from the earth and it just felt so, I just felt so connected to something, you know, yeah. and so held and supported and loved. And yeah, it's just been this, this deep, deep reverence for this medicine. And, and I continue to journey with her and discover more about her and myself and the connection that we have. And then also, you know, being able to sit in ceremonial space which for me, I know now, like, it, it's just so needed. Um, I have a lot of air in my chart. And I very much live up in my head. <laughs> I, can, I can tend to get carried away in the mind chatter and and also just in, like, the ideas space and, you know, there's just so much going on that for me to sit in ceremony, which I think is essential for Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I do too now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that chance to really be present, be in the moment, to have deep intention and journey with that, you know, intention through through an hour, or even if it's a shorter amount of time or a longer amount of time. It's just the most nourishing experience that we are as a collective remembering, you know, this is this is ancient work and ancient modalities that we're bringing back in. Um, yeah, so I guess journeying with it during the experience of losing my own mother as well as being pregnant and then birthing my first child. That's so huge. I, I lost my <laughs> mum at 30 weeks pregnant. So, God. It, yeah, it just felt like it was something that I could – I could really just turn to for that support. You know, it's like my, <laughs> my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's just been so phenomenal for my healing and for my deepening um, and understanding and discovery of myself, my inner realm. And so I guess that was, it was kind of a no brainer that I moved into that space of, of now facilitating ceremonies for those also experiencing big moments in life, but not even, just those that, that need space for self. But yeah. I so
0: that-, <laughs> that was my experience with you, Cass. It's like we, I think we were going to do a swap, so I was going to do a reading for Cass and Cass was going to hold space in ceremony for me with cacao. And I really didn't know what to expect um, because I hadn't, as I said, I hadn't journeyed with cacao before and it wasn't like anything large, big, momentous was happening for me. It was just like, God, I need a bit of space, you know, having a small child and, and other children and like working in the capacity that I do holding space for others all the time, I was like, yeah, a little bit of space is really required right now. And I had no idea what to expect and I just could not believe how my heart cracked open through this medicine and through Cassie holding space in such reverence. And I've said before, I'm very picky with who I will allow to open up myself to open up around um, in space holding situations because, you know, you become your most... It's ex- most vulnerable, most open, split open, and um, Cassie, you absolutely just every time. I can't, I can't tell you enough how grateful I am. Yeah,
1: well, thank you. Yeah, it is. It's just a beautiful, like you say, it is that heart opening. It cracks you open in the most beautiful ways. The realizations, releasing, um, processing anything. Yeah. Can you tell
0: us about, this is what intrigues me, I'm so fascinated by this, Mm. about the resonance between the medicine of cacao and our heart resonance and the connection to the earth and the resonance of the earth?
1: Yeah, so when we are in ceremony with cacao, it drops us into a frequency called heart coherence, which is the same vibration as that of our planet so that's why we're we're, we're literally in co-creation so any prayers or intentions that we're setting in that space are so potent and powerful Mm. and that's why that you know that deep presence is so required we're required because you don't want your mind going off somewhere else and yeah putting that putting that out into the world it's being in that real in your heart and and cacao allows your heart space your heart to expand like it pumps the blood there to allow it to expand and then allow this beautiful coherence between also your heart and your mind so it's not the mind taking over or the heart taking over it's just this beautiful dance between both
0: yeah yeah wow and so for you
1: where were you initiated into the cow cacao it was actually about five years ago in sydney when i was based in sydney i'm now in the northern rivers and i had a friend who was just was journeying with cacao and working in this space and she said like you know why don't we get a a group of your friends together and and we journey and i was like you know what okay i just kind of hopped on well i was i was in my i was in my healing journey so But I was, like, really open to everything at this stage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all of it. (laughs) And so I got to a couple of friends together in my lounge room and it was a very deep shamanic experience. And holy moly, like, we were in tears, screaming, like, it was, like, all happening. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful (laughs) at the end. We were like... (laughs) what just happened <laughs> that was amazing so that experience happened in Sydney and then I didn't work with cacao journey with cacao until a few years later when I was in the northern rivers and another friend of mine was facilitating ceremonies and that's where I really created a deep connection because I was I was journeying with the medicine daily uh, as a little a ritual and connection tool yeah <laughs>
0: And so Cass, you're also a movement and embodiment coach and energy healer. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about that journey and where that started and where it is now.
1: Yeah, I was, I've been doing the fitness or in the fitness world for over 10 years now. So training women in Sydney was, uh, was me. (laughs) I (laughs) I was working with. Um, two fitness studios in Sydney and predominantly women really allowing women to enjoy fitness for it not to be a chore but instead it's something that they wanted to do because it made them feel good and it created ripples of change within their life from them feeling good in themselves Mm -hmm. and doing something they loved rather than putting the pressure on themselves to look a certain way or train this many hours a day or this many times a week so it was yeah i feel like i was in the forefront of really changing women's perspective on our uh, on um fitness and being fit and healthy in that way and moving the body and then from there it just it felt like a deepening for me i started to connect deeply with my cycle and my bleed and started to embody that way of living and that is what I ended up teaching as well like helping women to really connect with their cycle and how to train with your cycle how to work with your cycle how to socialize during your cycle Um, yeah so it kind of moved into that and then and then from there it's just moved into more of the healing realm because I've always felt like I want to be able to help more, you know, I want to to be able to give more. I want to do it all so I can really help a woman through big periods of their life where they're really in struggle and in pain and heartache and all of those frequencies. So yeah, it feels like it's just been this beautiful journey of deepening for me personally, and then sharing that with the world. And now, yeah, I'm trying to incorporate all of it within my work, and there's definitely more to come. The movement piece, I can feel it's there, like it really wants to yeah. really wants to grow more in in the space I'm at, and I have like these visions of these huge groups, you know, like huge healing spaces, like festivals for yeah. people, and yeah, the moving and the energy healing and the ceremonial aspect. It just... Oh,
0: I used to do a lot of that when I was facilitating Kundalini dance in that big ceremonial festival.
1: Yeah. Oh. It was
0: so magic because, yeah. you know, you just have, you're holding space for like sometimes over 100 people. Like I did this at Pete's Ridge and at Subsonic and and it was so, so magic, oh. the people you meet in that space. And, of course, you're, you're out in nature and amongst it all (laughs) really amongst it all so it can be um yeah wild it can be wild
1: Wild, fun Um, yeah I just how beautiful just having so many people together and in that space of like yeah wanting to open and expand and awaken and yeah (laughs) very cool
0: Oh, I could see you going into
1: that cast yeah yes,
0: <laughs> I could I really could awesome. especially with that yeah movement breath sound aspect yeah 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 oh
1: Ooh, so
0: there's lots of juice to come and where can people find you if they would love
1: to work with you Uh, The best place is on Instagram because I share everything on there and you can get to my website via Instagram. So that's just at Mm cassie.maynard. Yeah, that's where I share most of my things.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. And yeah, as I said before, Cass holds such incredible space and I couldn't recommend her more highly, whether it's a big or a little or a, in between, you know, I just think that we all need to be able to have someone that we can be held through the moments in life. Um, we can't all do it for ourselves all the time. Some work we can, and some work we really need holding through. And I've, I continue to learn this over and over and over again in my life. And I couldn't say it more to clients actually, is like, Yeah, sometimes we need that professional support. So if you are somebody that wants to journey with cacao or try something that Cass offers, find her over on Insta. Thank you so much for coming on, Cass. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Now, if you're looking for an incredible all-round medium, healer and animal communicator... Hermin, founder of Healing Knowledge Harmony, is a medium, mentor, and animal communicator. Using direct channeling and clear senses, her primary focus is supporting you on your spiritual journey, connecting with past lives and your guides to connect to your higher self. Hermin works with your beloved animal companions too. You can find her on Facebook, Insta, and on her website, healingknowledgeharmony.com. Daily practice is such an important part of our self-development and a really accessible tool is journaling, one of my own go-tos on a daily. I absolutely love the Tides of Change journal, which is a nautically themed journal designed by psychologist, yoga and dance teacher, Poppy E. Atru. Through the power of guided journaling, you'll learn to identify your core values, set goals aligned with your truest desires, and chart your course towards an authentic life that you love. Whether you're seeking personal or professional growth, this journal will help you stay on track and motivated to manifest your wildest dreams. To order your Tides of Change journal, go to wellnessarts.com.au forward slash shop. For this Stories on Spirit episode within the podcast, I'm going to share a very quick little snippet of a story. So, and this is my own. About a week ago, I was waking up in the morning and I had already opened my eyes and sort of was closing my eyes again and opening my eyes. You know when you're in that, you're already awake but you're sort of slightly dozing. So you're very much in between. You're still in between. But out loud, I heard... It's coming to you soon. And I'm not going to share what this is about. um, But I was so excited and I was so ready because I knew this wasn't a massive revelation. This was a gentle whisper. This was a real arriving moment. Now, of course... And this, it hasn't left me. This feeling, you know the difference. This feeling has not left me. It's so deeply living in my cells and I trust it with everything. Now, the actioning part of the trust for me, or the non-actioning probably more so, is allowing it to arrive in its good timing without forcing, without pushing, without expecting but trusting in that divine timing. And I always say we need to be active participants in our destiny. We don't just hope things arrive and then magically they arrive. We might be waiting our entire life. It's not about that. But... When you've already done the work and now you're in that interim where you need to wait. So this landed for me last week and every day I'm like, uh, you know, it feels like you're waiting at the door for a parcel or something. I'm not waiting for a parcel, although it might turn into a parcel one day. But this is about me waiting and trusting in the right divine timing. Now, I cannot wait to share with you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share with you. The actual day this arrives, I can't wait (laughs) and I'll share it all with you. But for now, just know that I'm waiting for something really, really special to arrive. Spring Willow is this beautiful, magical sanctuary space that I visit every time I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney. It's located at Balgala where individual treatments are offered to cater for many needs a person might have. Larissa, who I've known for over 25 years now, amazing, beautiful human being, draws from many modalities including shiatsu, energy healing, crystal balls and sound therapy to provide a supportive session that allows your body's natural healing and balancing abilities to restore a sense of well-being. Also offered a crystal alchemy bowl sessions in a group setting or one on one to amplify and magnify positive change. Larissa makes the most incredible ceremonial tools, which I personally use for my energy work and space and land clearing and ceremony. You can find out all about what Larissa's offering at Spring Willow Healing on Insta. Aloha, Wendy. How are you? Hello, Sarah. I'm well, thank you. Thank you for um, making
2: time to interview me. That's that's really
0: lovely. Thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. Now, Wendy and I actually were lucky enough to meet at the Crystals, Creatives, and Mystics Expo, which was which is one of the expos that we both do together. And Wendy was just immediately so lovely and friendly, and I just cl- instantly connected with her energy and. You know, also being intuitive myself, I knew Wendy was just right there connected, directly connected to source. And Wendy is also one of the sponsors of the podcast. So, Wendy, I want to hand it over to you to um, share with the audience about yourself, where you've come from, where all of your gifts started. Just tell us all about you.
2: Okay. All right. That may take a book, but um, <laughs> I'll 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 tell share the highlights. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'm from from Sydney, Australia, just in the in the suburbs. Regu- um, regular childhood, except I, I've got to say, I um, had no psychic ability at all. Um, however, my mum told me that she was from another planet, and my and um, used to get premonitions of of disasters, and you know, like where people will you know when they're lost on television yeah. she would call the police and tell them where to find them and then or she would cry because nobody would listen to her anyway so th- so I grew up with with um with a mum with these abilities and and one of my sisters could actually see ghosts but I couldn't see anything I could just kind of sometimes feel things and that was it so anyway nearly 50 years later Sarah my um well, my dad had pa- already passed away, and and my mum was in in hospital, and um, she was on life support. And we had to we had the talk with the doctors, and we had to turn off the life support. It was um, it was really difficult for us to do that, um, you know. Anyway, okay, but our mum had actually told us that she never wanted the life support turned off on her. Okay, so I was like, oh my gosh, she can't even she can't hear us because she had two hearing aids even before she was sick in hospital anyway and um, all of these other medical issues so she had no way to physically communicate with us not not even to move move a muscle basically yeah. couldn't even do that and so I, th- I just thought to myself well my mum's psychic I have to become psychic Sarah <laughs> so I can talk to her and tell her what's going on so because I was thinking it's going to be a shock when all the you know like the breathing tube comes out and i was just like you know kind of reliving it re, or you know living the the event before it happens you know yeah anyway um what i expected so um, so what i did is i went on youtube and i i kind of googled it on youtube um, videos i just went i have to open my third eye and i don't even know why i knew that's exactly what i had to do but um wow so so, so <laughs> yeah, I was with all these incredible. warnings. Saying there's no going back, you know. Some people end up in in hospital on meds because they they their hearing turns on and they start hearing voices or they start seeing things that are not physically real, but they're in the energetic world. They're they're real and I and I just just that really scared me. And I thought I'm I'm not going to see that stuff. I'm I'm just going to pray to God that I will never see things like that. Okay, so and that I only want to see beautiful things and you know like know and help help people. So yeah. Anyway, so I watched the video and uh, to be honest, I didn't notice very much difference. But I kind of sensed that there was an angel at the top of my mum's bed waiting for her. Yeah. And I was just very, I just became sensitive to, um, I would call it, you know, the mood or the feeling in a room. So I was able to put my, I guess, my love and awareness out around the people around my mum's hospital bed anyway so she passed away and Sarah I did not think anything of it I thought oh that's interesting that did nothing you know like nothing else and so I walked around basically with you know that switch turned on in, in your, that awareness switch turned on in my head but um, not using it and not focusing it in any way shape or form yeah until I walked into I until I walked into a house with my girlfriend who was house hunting. And her daughters had said prior to us going there, they had said to their mum, mum, we do not want to go and live in that house. It is haunted. <laughs> and a mum a, a just rolled her eyes and said, how do you know that? It's just an old house and, you know, yada, yada. So um, so I was helping her to, to look and, and we just looked at each other and went, well, you know, we both have, you know, have a, a faith and belief in God. We'll just ask God to show us if there's anything that we need to know. So this is this is how we kind of set our awareness. Anyway, so we're walking into the house. had not even got into the house, and I'm imagining a guy um, in an old, an old Greek man, very short with white hair, blue like painty painted overalls, you know, with blue blue old blue overalls, you know, with paint yeah. splatters all over them, yeah. laying in spread eagle position on the driveway. I was like, was there a CSI episode that I watched, you know, like 20 years ago with my (laughs) ex-husband? You know, like why am I having a flashback to something that I can't remember? Anyway, and I just thought that's weird because I thought, you know, if he's laying there spread-eagled, I thought I'm looking around and I'm in my imagination, you know, like there's no scuffle, there's no blood. There's no gunshots. There's no broken glass. There's like nothing. It's just the guy, and and um, so I just kind of left it. And we walked in the house. And anyway, she um, she connected with the energy of the previous occupant who um, had a house invasion and and had been attacked in the house. So she started getting a panic attack. Wow. So she her, I had to help calm her down. And anyway, so I'm walking through, and then I walk into the into one of the bedrooms, and then. My heart started racing and I started to get really, really frightened and I had this flash of a, a, a scene um, come in front, you know, like come into my head yeah. of children being held down by a man with with something shiny, you know, like screaming, you know, you don't let me see the children, ah, you know, yeah. and the ch- children crying and screaming, you know, let us go, and, you know, bang on the door and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on, you know. and am I going nuts? Like, what is this all about? Anyway, so walk out of the bedroom, and I did not get that scene anywhere else in the house, and then walked out the backyard, and then I felt a stalker. You know, by this point, I'm like, there is something going on here. There is something, you know, like, I just decided, I, I from this point, I could not let it go. I was like, why do i feel the stalker in the backyard and i you know i obviously i know what a stalker feels like because sarah because i've been stalked so yeah i I felt the you know it's like things i recognise, just like kind of pinged um because i like yeah because because i've never seen like you know like um you know like a, a murder scene or a death scene you know besides my own mother's passing so so that like literally came out of nowhere um um, you know, but I have had trauma as a child as well, so I, I connected into the trauma memory, I guess you'd call it, in the bedroom. Anyway, so the real estate agent knew nothing. Um, so I was I was dying to find out. Like, literally, Sarah, could you imagine? I I could not let it go at that point. I was like, is this all real, or am I going nuts? Yeah. And I think, um, fortunately for 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 us, the next door neighbor came out to kind of have a peek at who might move in next door to her and I called out to her across the front yard you know hello how are you you know is this the nice suburb to live in and all the kind of usual questions that you'd want to know yeah and she was really lovely but she was quite protective of her her space you know the arms were crossed anyway and I thought and I thought she hasn't told me a single thing about anything that I I had picked up on in the house so I had to I had to yell out across the front yard like I waited till everyone else had finished at the house inspection and the estate agent had packed up and gotten her car because we we were still talking to this lady um so I yelled out across the front yard I feel like somebody died in the driveway can you tell me what happened and um thinking oh she's just going to run into the house now for sure yeah I'm just going to die but there's only two witnesses um she just and her eyes just went wide like saucers and her arms just spread out wide and and she um she walked towards us and oh yes that was you know that was old George you know I knew him my whole life he was lovely you know she so she told me the story of him he had fallen off the garage roof he was trying to fix it from I think from a leak because he's he used his garage as a uh, as a
0: as a workshop as you were telling me that story about him um, spread eagle, I imagine that he fell, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, he fell off the top of of uh, off the roof of, of the garage and he was found some time later, already passed away. And uh, when I asked her about family that had lived in the house, she told me that they were lovely too. And I was like, oh, here we go again. She's not going to tell me again. <laughs> How am I going to? How am I going to broach this one? And um, so I was just asking her questions about safety,
0: yeah. You know,
2: and and were the people nice, and where, did they fight, and you know how how was it? And uh, and then I, in the back of my head, I, I I saw someone running across the backyard, and I thought that I thought it's possible that someone may have because the stalker energy was in the backyard next door. I thought that's interesting why am I imagining someone running across the backyard of her house when I can see that like I could see she had six foot high fences and and um you know the metal gates to the to the backyard and there was no way you could get in easily okay and I was like and so I just said oh has anyone ever stolen anything like out of I don't know out of your shed or or your, your backyard or your front yard at all and she says oh no and then she says oh actually there was this one time where where someone um, got through my next door neighbor on the other side, got into the, their backyard and jumped my fence, and then jumped the other fence into the rental house.
0: uh uh-huh. There we go. Got in the
2: back and got in the back door, and she said, "Oh, there was a lot of screaming, but you know the police were called cool and everything was fine." Wow! And I'm standing there going. Wow, that's not really nice, is it? Oh, okay. And you know, and where did the where did the family go after you know when they left? Do you know, do you know where they moved to? And she told me, oh, they moved to Queensland.
0: <laughs> like, maybe people. Oh need my gosh! You when, just... when they're going to look for um, rental properties <laughs> or purchasing a house, yeah. maybe they need to take you along. This could be a service, <laughs> and well, you got suss well, out the energy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I can actually do it without visiting in person.
0: That's even better. Uh, yeah. So even
2: that, better. that was my accidental starting point there, right there. And um, so from from there, I asked the que- a question one day, what do we all really look like? Because we can't just be chakras underneath our physical bodies. It's got to be something else. And, um, yeah, and so I asked that question and I went, went to sleep one night and I had a nightmare which woke, woke me up, which was a nightmare that I had as a child, which was like all these rolling balls in like a blackness, in blackness, it was terrible. And I woke up and, and um, I I just had this, this sense at that point that um, I needed to be more specific. So I said, okay, I want the light turned on because obviously, you know, it was just complete darkness. I said, I want the light turned on next time. And I just want to look at one person. Can I look at my partner? And so I went back to sleep, um, you know, hoping that I wouldn't get the nightmare back. Okay, and um, and what happened was this this um, neon ball of light came out of the darkness, and it was it was yeah it was green in the center, like it was radiating out with light from the center. So you had this central light that was green. Um, and rotate kind of rotating in all directions surrounded by this this perfect circle that had this um it looked like a rotating um circle going golden circle going around it and it had little flames coming off the edge and it had little symbols flying around in around in this green light energy and um and i was just freaking amazed like, like holy crap anyway can I say that on on your podcast um, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> you know, I was like, so it woke me up of course you know because um anyway so it woke me up and I was like oh my gosh and my next question was obviously do we all look the same we can't all look the same come on you know and so um I thought who else can I look at you know at 2 a.m in the morning um in my dreams uh, and so I, I asked if I could see my best friend and I went back to sleep and um, and sure enough, out of the darkness comes, comes this other ball of light and it was completely different to the first one where the first one was like fluorescent neon green with flames and gold and like stuff and all this stuff. This one was actually quite dark. It was like the, all of the colours of the Aboriginal flag, you know, the, the red, the black and the, and the yellow, and had some gold in it. And um and it had like it had an Indian feather floating around in it and a few symbols that I I di- didn't know what they meant at, at that time. And it had it had some kind of like cords flying around in there, like kind of like what you would imagine would come off a ball of wool, for example, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like that kind of look. And I was like, and so that obviously woke me up again. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, because this is my this was my friend who was suffering depression at the time, and that made complete sense to me that her, you know, her energy was was not as bright in the centre. It was quite dark, so all uh, attached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I could actually see them. So, um, so since then, this was just Sarah. It wasn't actually that long ago. It's about a year and a half ago this started. Wow. So I, so I went off and got pencils because I couldn't, um, I couldn't photograph it. And I couldn't find anything anywhere that online that looked anything like what I'd seen. So I went and and um, bought a, a, a blank drawing pad and, and a whole heap of colored pencils and started drawing. So so now um from doing that, I'm able to tune in in, you know, in my waking time. And um, you know, so tuning into that, I guess you call it, is this kind of like a a channel, I guess, like a radio yeah. station. Um, but yeah, a visual one. Yeah, into that frequency. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yes. Yeah. So I tune into that into that frequency, and uh, from that, I've learned what some of the symbols are in your field, and um, I've managed to unlock some of some of my um, awareness and my previous life knowledge on on the actual topic. So, um, yeah. So sitting down and with. With clients and just having permission to look in their energy field what's what's happened is that I've managed to also to connect with angels and guides like mine and also my clients angels and guides and they tell me oh Wendy there's this problem and I see it in the energy field and they give me energy to transfer to people to to remove you know like for example the ex-partner energy or the pushy father that is still kind of feels like they're hanging around even though you've left home So Yes, yeah, so all of these things that we feel um, might be going on in you know within our energy. I can actually see them and connect to the angels and guides, and we can just like just clean it out and open the windows and sparkle you up, and and um, it's really really amazing and and something that I didn't like. I never I never thought that this was what
0: would happen. <laughs> <laughs> with my gifts so isn't it so yeah it's just it yeah. fascinates me especially with stories like yours wendy where it happens later in life and uh you know because for me it was forever it just i i suppose i take it somewhat for granted because my mother's a medium and i was just born mm. into it and yeah but for yourself i always wonder um you know is it something that do you think it was always in you and it was just laying dormant waiting for the right time to be sort of reactivated or do you think it, it just landed? Well, look, there's, I think there's two, well, there's kind of three parts of, of that question
2: to kind of yeah. unpack. So the first thing is, is that the belief that some people are born with it and some people aren't and you just cannot, you cannot, you know, buy it off the shelf, for example. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so in the past, I would I I can see you know for many thousands of years that that would definitely have been the case because because the whole supportive um, energy of Mother Earth has been compromised for for a very long time. So that's also kept people, you know, like totally into in the physical in, in the survival mode and not kind of being able to reach higher. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, so so there is there is that. So it's like people from families where disability was, you know, literally turned on and you know nurtured and looked after. It's been able to flow down family lines and it's been obvious. Um but um what I have learnt is that with with my own um I guess you'd call it like opening of awareness, mm-hmm. um i i would say that um and from what i've what i've learned and and understanding it you know like as a as a grown adult kind of coming in cold cold turkey you could say <laughs> it's like oh here i am oh wow okay oh hello dead person it's it's really um it's been really unusual for for me and actually pretty fun really for the most part so um yeah so so what I have found is because also because I can see people's energy fields is I can see um, that we all have we all have the equipment to to be connect psychic or I like to call it connected in some way that is not just physical. Mm. So um it, it's like we all have a TV set, but did we know we could plug it in? Did we know there even is a plug because we're blind and we can't see the TV set in the corner so mm-hmm. this this is what our abilities actually are we've all all got them it's um part of our energetic system that that sits um you know kind of it's connected to the core of our being so it's part of our um I guess part you could call it it's it's like a different dimension of electricity or light energy Mm -hmm. that's in the spectrum that that you can't see with your physical eyes um but you can see with uh, with your mental eyes, if you, you know, like if that's your strongest ability. So, I definitely, you know, like as you know, yeah, I some people feel, second. some people hear, see, yeah.
0: I definitely so. second the, um, yeah, I believe personally that everybody is born with that TV set and plug and mm. um, that we all have access to it if we are open enough and I don't think that it's reserved for select few. I do believe that it's innately part of us mm. and that, yeah, some people are able to tune in to that frequency more readily.
1: And, yeah. and, you know, yeah.
0: just um, rewinding back to talking about when you started drawing what you were seeing mm-hmm. because you couldn't really take a photograph. You know, I've always thought about this for so many years like because I have some very interesting dreams and journeys through my dream state and I always thought wouldn't it be fascinating if there was some sort of machine that you could connect to record your dreams (laughs) and you could watch it like like a movie
2: (laughs) I know but it's actually in a part of your head that's like Sarah that's a thing like (laughs) just (laughs) being able to tune into that Section, I, be- I know what you mean it's like to record it so you can like put it on Instagram and go this is where I went last night you know like that <laughs> or would, even like that, you're trying that, to that would be amazing because
0: yeah, I was like, I've had some wild dreams in the last week it must be this cancer season deep 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 stuff but oh wow yeah. I feel like I I spend the whole night dreaming
2: yeah yeah you probably are gosh yeah it's 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 interesting I'm some of my clients that that I have like people don't just come to me for readings they come to me for personal energy field work and also to improve their own awareness and um, and I guess a side effect of, of that is their manifestation ability just turns on because what I can do is is remove the blocks the energetic blocks in the energy field that stops that third eye from working properly for example yeah. Yeah. or the things that hold you back in feeling like you are yourself. You know, could you could you imagine, you know, like if you you know, if you've ever had the little brother who's grabbed on your leg and you've tried to walk. Yeah. You know, yeah. or you you know, or you want to clean your house and you don't have a broom or you or you just don't know that you use a broom. Like yeah. things like that. So yeah. So I have um, I have individual sessions and I also have like five week one-on-one like blocks of of sessions if you're after like a fast you know, transformation, and you know, it's like if you want to learn to drive slowly, or you want to learn to, yeah, you, know, you want to learn yeah, to drive fast. The, um, you know, the yeah, intensive, so.
0: the intensive course. Really, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Do, so, where can people really find you? Where can people find you that would love to um, have some of what you offer?
2: Okay, so I am on Facebook um, just as my as my name, Wendy Buckingham. And you can type in the word Sydney after that and you'll probably come up with me. Um, I do have a lot of blonde hair like you do, Sarah. So look um, for the hair. And um, <laughs> and you can reach me um, just by through my email or my phone number. So and I'm on WhatsApp as well. So yeah, so my email is Wendypsychic at hotmail.com. And my phone number, and don't worry, please leave a message because I do get a lot of calls, I get a lot of calls from people asking me, you know, advertising-related things. So, um, yes, but if you do want to phone me, you may have to leave a message or send me a text. Yeah. So it's 043-997-0075. So, yeah, so that's... Wonderful. Well, that's oh, when we... and, and, Thank you so and Sarah, much. You're welcome. I've got to say, I was really impressed when I when I met you. Sarah, well, before I met you, because I was sitting at a table, and you you were off to the the side, kind of in front of me, and I was I was sitting there saying, "Oh, she's sitting with the psychics and she's not using cards." I just went, <laughs> "I love her. I love her already." You <laughs> know, um, yeah. And people just sat down, and I just saw you connect with them instantly, and uh, and your beautiful mermaid energy is is just amazing too. Oh,
0: thank yeah. you, Wendy. Yes oh that's that's a whole story the mermaid energy but um I know that you I can't wait to have a session with you I cannot wait we've got to (laughs) book that in when we've got a weekend time slot sometime
2: yeah yeah so um I, I would add that with my soul drawings I've actually expanded into just not just drawing your soul, um, I can draw it at any point in time as well, or just the good bits. Like, and yeah. I like you know, like you want a good photo, right? I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I combine. I can combine drawing with healing. Um. I do that by Zoom as well, so uh, you don't have to meet me in person. Ooh. But by all means, I'm in Mascot, in Sydney, in a house. So. You can come out here; otherwise, Zoom is is fine. Zooms um, so handy for so many people. Yeah, hear
0: that, guys.
2: Zoom is the way to go. I Zoom, reckon. Yeah, and what I'm also able to do is put your energy onto a kind of a timeline. You know, with the on a line, like literally sitting on on a line where the past is on the left and the future is on the right, and draw so draw the energies around you, and if you have any angels and guides that are around you at the moment they're represented by you know usually fuzzy energy with faces (laughs) Um, but um, yeah so there may be ascended masters um archangels relatives who've passed away pets um yeah all 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 kinds of interesting beings that I have met in in my travels that that go around with people so so it's really really fun
0: oh I can't wait well, it's been such an absolute pleasure to have you on this evening, um, Wendy, and I look forward to connecting again soon.
2: Yeah, thank you. And uh, it, anyone who listens to this, mention Sarah's name um, for a 10% discount.
0: Oh, wonderful. Everyone loves it. I love a
2: discount. Yeah, and 10% is
0: good so. too. That's generous.
2: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Wendy. <laughs>
2: well, I don't feel like five is enough, Sarah. I'm, you know, I'm just <laughs>
0: Anyway, that
2: that's lovely. Thank you so much for interviewing me today. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sarah.
0: Weeks book review, I'm going to tell you a bit about a book by Kerry Irwin and it's called Mediumship, Your Guide to Communicating and Healing Through the Spiritual World. So this is published by Rockpool. And in this book, there's some beautiful um There's some really great ways that Kerry writes, which makes this quite relatable and accessible to any level, beginner, intermediate, or advanced. So I've been practicing in this field for a lifetime, and I've heard about all of these different things for a lifetime. And the reason I picked up the book to to buy it and read it was because I enjoy I really, really enjoy having a library and a collection of resources. And I like having go-tos and recommending great authors to people. What I liked about this book was that she didn't really leave topics off-limit. Um, so she even talks about some of the the areas that people go into in this field um ...that some people don't want to talk about... ...which I found refreshing... ...to be really honest. I found it refreshing because... Um, ...some people really... ...put off limits certain topics. And what I feel that Carrie did... ...a really great job with... ...is including... ...the whole gamut... ...of what it, this work entails... ...and incorporates. And... ...it's like... ...it's okay... ...to know about... All of it. So there's really practical, useful guides um, which can help you on your way in this work. As I said, even if you're a seasoned pro, there's some really great reminders. I think we're always on a learning journey and it's great to have those refreshes. It's like doing a refresher course. Like, you know, you you update your first aid. I would say that it's like updating your first aid to read this book If you're somebody that's worked with it. And if you're not, if you're beginning from the beginning, then this is a fabulous book to start with. Um, I also really, really liked that Kerry includes um, helplines for people to contact if they're struggling. And that's a really um, something that she's made a priority which is uh, responsible, I think, especially working in this field. I think it's very responsible to help to refer people if they need referral. Now, we're not doctors, of course, but the, the gateway is open. There's, it's there. The information's there. She's provided at very plain sight. So I purchased this book from just a regular bookshop. I know you can purchase it online. And I do recommend this book. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fairly quick read for me. I read it at my own pace. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed coming to it each day. A little bit here and a little bit there. And there were some pages that I, I dog-eared because I particularly loved those pages. And again, it's one of those books that you can flick through and open up at any page. I've just opened it up at Butterflies. <laughs> Beautiful. Butterflies remind me of spirit children, although this is a personal belief. Clients whose loved ones have adored having butterflies in the garden see it as a special sign their loved one is letting them know that they are around and have not gone far. Beautiful. And, of course, they're about transformation as well. So that one, Mediumship with by Kerry Irwin. If you're after an incredible naturopath, shamanic energy healer, mindfulness and meditation guide and mentor then look no further i work with sarah sonara diamond and the results have been absolutely unbelievable sarah's service and passion here on mother earth is assisting in alchemizing relationships of all types first and foremost with yourself and by extension all others after all life is all about being in a relationship with everything around us Her approach and philosophy is rewilding through the heart, which means gently coming back into our heart space and reconnecting to our magical space of love, kindness and compassion, forgiveness and softness, courage and bravery, and authenticity. To keep coming back to a state of remembering who we are. Working with Sarah is a pathway to knowing yourself on a deeper level so that the choices that you make are coming from your heart rather than from programmed belief systems. It's all about reconnecting to our inner truth so that our joy, light and essence can shine through brighter than before. You can find Sarah Sonara Diamond at www.sanaralife and on Insta at sonara.wild.soul.divine-being check her out so beautiful people we're coming to the end of the episode today and as always I am so grateful to go on this journey with you and share all of the bits and pieces that I collect along the way and if it resonates I'm so so thankful that something has been received or hits home for you It makes it all worthwhile. Now, the last thought I want to leave you all with, and this is sort of where I started today, and I'm going to finish off on it again. It's so important to unashamedly shine your unique light in this world. We need more of it. We need more of it. We need more of it. And this is what shifts energy. This is what allows true alignment to drop in. And this is how we pull towards us, or how we become magnetic to the experiences in which our soul desires to experience. Now this is not just something that is self-serving. This is something that actually serves the collective. So we can all do our own little bit in this collective by simply switching our light on, our inner light, and shining it unapologetically. This also works with shifting and lifting the vibrational frequency of the earth and the happenings on this earth. I'm going to leave you with that pearl of wisdom (laughs) take it or leave it but you know I'd say take it (laughs) your choice we all have free will so much love and so much gratitude and until next time